Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Daydream and Listen. My name is Krista. I hope that everyone had an amazing holiday if you guys were celebrating. I missed you guys a lot, but having the week off was really nice, I have to admit, and it was definitely good to have a break. I am really happy to be back recording, and I can't believe that this is the last episode of the year insane super crazy i can't believe that we are at the end of this year but let's be honest i'm not mad at all i think we can all agree that we're ready for 2020 to be over and move on to 2021 so this week i'm going to be recapping this past year in my life and also share some of my goals for this upcoming 2021 year And I know some people um, don't really like the idea of like New Year's resolutions, but I think it's good to set up goals for myself, have not necessarily expectations, but things that I know I really want to accomplish and hold myself accountable to those goals. Um, So yeah, this year I'm actually doing things a little bit different with how I'm planning out my goals and I'll share that later in the episode in case you guys want to do the same for yourself because I know just like writing out a list sometimes isn't the most effective way of accomplishing your new year's resolutions. Before we get into recapping my 2020 and sharing a little bit about my plans for the upcoming year, Um, Let's discuss the highs and lows of this past week in my life. So starting out with my highs, um, my first high that I wrote down is that I finally finished my fall semester and I'm really proud of all of the projects and my results of my exams. I'm just really happy with um, everything that I completed this semester. So it feels amazing to finally be done and it is still kind of weird like I don't know why I sometimes catch myself like do I have something to submit today like do I have a class that I have to attend but then I'm like um no I'm on break for a little bit over a month and then I will be back um for my final semester so yeah I'm super happy to be done with school for now and then another high that I wrote down is my family and I we watched some new movies um we watched the I guess it's a couple years old, but the new animated Grinch movie that they did. Um, we watched that for the first time and it was such a cute Christmas movie. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was super fun. I know Christmas is over, but if you still are in the holiday spirit, you go watch it because it's such a cute movie. Um, and then we also watched Soul when that premiered on Christmas Day. And oh my gosh, that movie was amazing. If you guys haven't seen Inside Out, um, or if you have seen Inside Out, it's very similar to that kind of vibe, but it's different. And it's a really good movie for, I think, both kids and adults. Um, I just, I love the story of it. And of course, the animation is breathtaking. Like Pixar people are incredibly talented so definitely recommend if you have disney plus watch soul it's such a good movie um and then my other high that i wrote down lots of highs this week is that my family and i on christmas eve um it's become a tradition where we do some sort of craft and in previous years we've done like gingerbread house making and done like painting and just random stuff this year we decided to make our own blankets. So if you guys have seen on, maybe like they're popular on Instagram, but I always see them on Etsy. They're like these chunky knit blankets. And my sister, she made them with her friends. Um, I don't know what they were doing, but they just had like a fun craft night and followed this video tutorial. And so we did the same thing. My sister kind of um, helped demonstrate, but then we also followed along this video on YouTube and we each made blankets and they are so ginormous, but like super comfy and it, I don't know, it just, it was such a fun craft idea because I guess with like gingerbread houses, you keep them for a couple of days and then you just 
get rid of them after the Christmas season is over, but these blankets will be able to keep them for such a long time because they're super nice. So yeah, those were my highs. And then now for my lows, um, I wrote down that I'm in the process of cleaning up my closet and trying to consign a few things because I did get some new clothes for Christmas, but not a ton. Um, I do know that I want to purchase some new clothes as well for like the spring season and it's always good to just, you know, if you're not wearing something, um, if stuff is just like hanging in the closet to get rid of it. Um, and so I always consign mine because that way I guess it's like more sustainable than if I were just to throw it away. Um, so yeah, I'm in the process of that and it's a very daunting task. It's not my favorite thing to do, but it does feel good once it's all done. Um, and then my other low for the week is that we have been getting so much snow in Western PA. It's insane. Um, now I love looking at the snow. I think it's beautiful. Like our whole neighborhood is just like a sea of fluffy white snow and it looks really pretty, but to drive in it, it makes it a lot scarier and a lot more complicated. So I'm not loving the snow for that. Also, it's been freezing here. So the blanket is really coming in handy. But yeah, those are my highs and my lows for the week. Um, now let's get into talking about today's episode topic and starting off with recapping my 2020 year. All right, so I'm going to skip over most of the month of January because I was home on winter break, um, as I am now, and I didn't really do much other than just work at my part-time job, but at the end of the month, I started out the year by studying abroad in Florence, Italy. Um, I've mentioned it on quite a few podcasts, but never have really like gone in depth about what that experience was like. Um, this was my first time traveling abroad by myself, traveling abroad period, um, first time in Europe. And so it was just like a big to do, very exciting. I'd always wanted to study abroad and, um, my school's campus um, is located in Florence, Italy that we have there. And so, yeah, I was just really excited to go, had tons of stuff planned out, like all of these things that I wanted to see and do. So I absolutely love Florence. I mean, I wasn't there for as long as I wanted to be, which I will get to that in a minute, but I love the city so much. And you know, once things get back to normal and we can all safely travel again, I 1000% recommend going to Florence if you want to like go to Italy or any um, European city. Florence is beautiful. So, so many great um, things historically, like beautiful museums, churches, such great food, obviously, because it's Italy tons of great shopping and the city is really clean very easy to get around and a lot of people speak english there so even if you don't know the italian language um it it's just super easy if you're an american there but anyways i love living in florence of course the place that we were staying in was like the nicest place i've ever stayed in during my college years so i'm like you know figures i we get this nice apartment and we can't even be here for all that long. But anyways, while I was abroad, you know, school was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed my classes that I had. My professors were amazing. And I was with a bunch of other students from all over the U.S. So different colleges from every state were there on this campus. So I didn't really um, I was actually the only student from my major from FIT studying abroad at this school. So it was cool to start to get to meet new people. But of course, with COVID, um, our time was cut short. And so I didn't really get to make the friendships that I wanted to, which sucks. But it was still cool to just, you know, get to meet. I had new roommates um, from other schools, still am in contact with them. But as far as like classmates, I didn't really get to hold on to that. Um, and then we did get to travel quite a bit. Um, my friend who we both came from FIT, we were living together 
um, she and I, we just traveled pretty much every weekend that we were there. So we went to Verona, Rome, Portofino, and London. And out of all of those places, I mean, every single one was just incredible. Um, I would say that Portofino and London were my favorite. I love Portofino so much. It is on like the northeastern coast of Italy. It's kind of like the Amalfi Coast if you guys have seen that. I know it's like super touristy, but Portofino had that feel to it and it wasn't that far for us to get to um, just because of where Florence was located. And we went in February, um, like last week one of the last weeks in February and it was so nice that my friend and I were tempted to go for a swim because it was just like the weather was amazing and we were like if we were back in the states it would definitely be snowing right now um and then London was just oh my gosh it was amazing if I could live there I totally would um there was just so much to see and do and we crammed a lot into the weekend that we were there Um, But I definitely want to go back at some point because there's a lot of other things that we didn't get to see and do that I definitely want to cross off my list. Um, And, you know, like getting to go to all of these places was amazing because there were a ton of museums, tons of artwork and churches that I really wanted to see. We got to shop at so many fun places, eat so many new delicious foods, try new drinks, all of that fun, happy stuff. And then uh, towards the end of February is when COVID hit Italy. So my friend and I, we were actually going to go to Milan the weekend that we went to Portofino. Um, We were going to go because it was fashion week and we were like, yeah, Milan would be really cool to see. It's just a train, uh, train ride away from Florence. And then at the last moment, not really the last moment, but we ended up changing our minds and saying like, well, maybe we should like go to Portofino instead. Thank God we did because that is when COVID hit that weekend was in Milan and we knew some people who were there and they had to actually quarantine for, I don't know if it was two weeks yet. It might've just been one week. They had to quarantine. Some people were stuck there. Like it was just a hot mess. And we were so thankful that we didn't have to experience that and we weren't exposed to COVID. Um, But then, you know, a couple days went on and it spread to Florence. And I remember whenever that news broke, no one honestly knew. I mean, I'm sure you guys have your own experiences of when COVID was first making its rounds um, all across the world, but no one knew what to expect with um, the virus. Like we, I remember walking around and seeing pharmacies have signs on the doors and the windows saying like, we don't have any mask left. Like, and some places were charging like 45 dollars or 45 euro for masks and we were just like what the heck is going on like we didn't know like you should be wearing a mask um we didn't know about like social distancing and you know all that kind of stuff we just saw those people in like the white hazmat suits walking around and they had pop-up tents everywhere and ambulances were around us and we were like oh my god like this seems like something straight out of a movie like it was insane um and then we I will never forget this oh my god it was March 4th we got an email and it was at like 2 30 in the morning our time so back in New York they sent the email like later in the evening um we got an email saying that we had to leave. Our school was making us leave. And, but the way that the email was worded was so confusing. They were just like, at that point, strongly enforcing us to leave because again, no one knew like how bad this thing was going to get. Um, but because it was spreading throughout Italy, they were saying like, yeah, it's best for you guys to get out of there. Um, but the email confused us because we were like should we just like stick it out here and wait for this quarantine to be over and then we can like get back to classes and whatnot um but then we had to go to like all of these meetings 
and um, that's when we found out like no we have to leave and at that point it was so stressful because we had to plan out our entire semester so because we were at um, I guess you could say it was like an exchange school um, it's not like we were going to go back to FIT's campus in New York City like we had to plan out everything so that we would be still enrolled in our exchange schools classes while back in the U.S. for the rest of the semester. Uh, Mind you, we still had like 10 weeks left of the semester to go. So we had like just gotten into it. Midterms were kind of around the corner and we had to like pack up everything and leave. So we had to plan that out and then of course pack everything up and we had to book our own transportation. That is one thing that really irritated me is that our school did not help us whatsoever. Um, The only thing that they were doing were these chartered flights and you had to go to, I think it was like a military base and you were going to have to quarantine there. Like you couldn't leave this little tiny room, bedroom for two weeks and you couldn't see family, friends, nothing. And so... I was like, yeah, screw that. I am going to just plan my own way back to the U.S. because at this point, like, I just want to see my family. I don't know what the heck is going on. And the last thing I want to do is be, like, in this room without any contact from anybody for two weeks and not know what the heck is happening. So I did that. I planned um, my own flight back and I got back into the U.S. on March 6th. And then that weekend is whenever they started shutting down the borders and it just got so chaotic. Like I remember getting into, well, no, let me backtrack. When I was at the airport in Rome, um, all we had to do was they took our temperature and then we had to sign this form saying that we hadn't been in China for like the past two weeks. And then whenever I got, got into JFK, that was just, oh my God, that was so bad. Um, I, all I was asked at customs was, was I feeling sick? Didn't take my temperature, didn't ask me any extensive questions whatsoever. Like, it was terrible. And then a couple days went by whenever they were, um, you know, closing the borders and it looked like a madhouse there. It was crazy. And I was like, I'm so thankful that I came back when I did because that could have been really really scary like I know talking with my parents they were saying just how they were concerned about you know am I going to be allowed back in the country how is all of this going to go and thankfully it all worked out you know there were some stressful moments for sure but um I was just very thankful to have made it back safely um So yeah, sorry, that was like a massive tangent about my COVID experience, but just had to share that. Um, And you know, like I, I remember when this was all happening, I was so angry. Like I was so mad that we were only there for five weeks, 10 weeks of our semester that we had been like dreaming about, planning out, had been taken away from us and we weren't really able to see the grand scheme of things like no one knew how bad this thing was going to get no one knew that it would still be going on to the till this day um and that it would affect literally everybody because at this time um my sisters were still in school businesses were still opened in the U.S. and I just at that point felt so robbed which I know sounds incredibly selfish now because it's like oh, boo-hoo, you didn't get to go to Paris and, like, you didn't get to, you know, still have your classes in person and whatnot, like, boo-hoo. Like, I'm just so thankful that I have never had COVID. No one in my family has been sick with COVID. Like, it's a miracle the way that everything has been working out to this point, and I'm so grateful for that. But, you know, it was just, like, in those first few days when things were still kind of normal in the U.S., it was incredibly frustrating because, like, we had no answers. No one knew what was going on. Um, so about a week after I came home, everyone in my family started working from home. My younger sisters were sent home from school. Everything was becoming remote. So at that point, I was like, 
okay, I guess I feel better because we're all kind of doing the same thing. Um, you know, the we're all in this together, which, oh my god, no one please utter that phrase for the next, I don't know, six years because that was just, I heard that so many times and I'm like, this is the last thing I want to hear. Like, yes, we're all in this together, but like, please, not right now. Um, anyways, so um, at that point, I actually started interning remotely, which I know like sounds so weird. Like, why then? Um, but I had plans to intern over the summer in person and I was still going to be doing that um, with the hope that things would get better over the summer with COVID because you know everyone was saying like you know when it gets warmer out this thing is just going to go away and it really didn't Um, but I started interning remotely and was just doing like some projects for the company in my free time I wasn't really committing like specific hours during the week it was just kind of doing little projects odds and ends in my free time and I had um, still been doing everything with school remotely at that point too, which, you know, I finished the semester online and if I'm being honest, I feel like it was such a joke because, you know, everything was pre-recorded for my lectures because of the time difference. Like I know people who were on campus at FIT during that spring semester and everything went remotely like they were still meeting on time for their classes just you know doing it through zoom and whatnot but for me everything was pre-recorded videos sent through email and it was just like and you know you had to take pictures of all of your work and send it back and try to have some feedback and discourse with your professors but it was just it was so awful like it was such a mess um and you know again like no one knew what they were doing with remote learning so everyone was just trying their best and I give my professors so much credit for how well they handled that especially having to deal with like a time difference and all of that craziness but it was still just oh my gosh it was I feel like nothing got accomplished on anyone's ends Um, and then like during the spring and kind of like the beginning of the summer, I rarely left the house because I had nothing to do other than working at home during the week. So once summer hit, I started working five days a week. Um, I was doing like nine to five. Sometimes it would go later, but I really was just working during the week and didn't have any need to like go out because, Um, you know, it's not like my friends were here and like we could meet up at a park somewhere or like go do fun things outside. Like I was kind of just working and that was it. And I became pretty depressed because, you know, I hadn't seen my friends in so long and it really, we really weren't able to do anything other than just text. Like we didn't really FaceTime a lot and it sucked so much because like my other my other siblings were able to still see their friends or boyfriends or whatever and be in contact with other people and I felt like I was just in contact with my family and then I would talk to my boss on the phone during the week and having very limited social interaction I think got to my head a lot and just made me feel super frustrated and I don't know. I'm very close with my friends that I have from school and um, it just not being able to see them or really interact with them all that much, it became super depressing. And like a lot of people during quarantine, I know um, I definitely gained a lot of weight during quarantine and struggled with binge eating. And it's something that I don't think I've ever really opened up on the podcast about and it truly sucked like that summer this past summer was absolutely terrible and I know a lot of people are in the same boat and it's totally okay like weight gain is fine and I realized that like my body's 
shape, size, weight, whatever is going to change throughout my life and that this was like a totally normal and acceptable thing to happen. I'm not happy about it, but like it is what it is and it's understandable that it happened. And I think because of that, I became even more depressed and just really anxious about my appearance and about how much weight I had put on. I have struggled with um, like body image issues like so many other girls. I've struggled with that for majority of my life and I think because, um, I don't know, just everything else going on and like weighing in on my day-to-day life, it just, I don't know, it made me even more upset and anxious. Um, And I struggled with this, I would say, from like late spring through majority of the summer. And then on a happier note, in June, I started Daydream and Listen. And starting the podcast has honestly been one of the best decisions that I made this year. Like, I sincerely mean that. I know everything is still new. It's not like I have, like, a ton of listeners and I haven't been doing this for super long, but honestly, connecting with new people and making new episodes each week has brought me so much joy this year, and it's something I look forward to every single week. Like, when I'm planning out the episodes, when I'm um, doing stuff on the Instagram and just, you know meeting new people like virtually and um hearing things that you guys are going through things that you like that you don't like it makes me so happy because it has it feels like I'm having that connection that I've been lacking for so long um this year and I'm really excited about what's to come with the podcast I don't intend on stopping anytime soon just because it's something that I've been able to adapt to my weekly routine and I love doing it and I think like if I can do it in such a difficult year then I can do it any year um and then over the summer I was working so much you guys like I mentioned like I was working nine to five but there were a lot of points when I was working way more than 40 hours a week And doing the podcast on top of that, my schedule was very, very busy during the summer, even though I was just at home for pretty much all of it. Um, And, you know, it was good, like, to have things like that distract me um, and keep me occupied during the summer. That was great, but it definitely was just, like, a lot going on. And I still had fun with my family. Like, we took a ton of walks around my neighborhood, which my neighborhood, we have a ridiculous amount of hills. So it's quite the workout, quite the experience whenever you're walking throughout it. But we just had so much fun, like getting some fresh air and being out and about together. And we played a ton of card games at home. Like I love card games now because we've played so many and um, just random board games. Like we've had so much fun doing that. And then transitioning into the fall, I had the chance to move back to New York City and live in one of the dorms on FIT's campus, which, you know, if you've been listening to the pod, um, I've talked about like that whole process. And I do think it was really good for me to get away from being cooped up at home for so long, but it definitely made me lonely at some points because I was just living in a little apartment room all by myself and I did my one friend lives in the city and so we were able to meet up a few times but I really was not able to interact with a ton of people just because you know FIT wants to keep everything safe and socially distanced and they can't host like events that they normally would on campus which you know I totally understand but I was just used to, you know, if I wanted to go down in my kitchen and have a conversation or, you know, sit on the couch and, um, you know, spend time with one of my siblings, I could do that. But when I was living in New York, I didn't have that luxury. And, you know, it's just hard during everything this year with the pandemic. Like there's times when I want to be alone and to be safe, but 
there's other times when I'm really lonely and want to have those interactions with people. So it was just all about like trying to find that balance between the two and it still is like that to this day. Um, I also started going into the office of my internship one day a week which was nice you know I was able to like see some other people that I had been just talking over the phone with throughout the whole summer actually getting to see them and interact with them one day out of the week was really nice and made things feel a little bit more normal um and like I mentioned my friend my good friend Carly she lives in the city and so we got to spend some time with one another and I hadn't seen her for so long so getting to hang out on the weekends was so much fun and it was really nice like we would just hang out do some fun new things in the city and because of that I did get to visit some new parts of New York that I hadn't seen before so like I got to go to Prospect Park for the first time which I know is might be really weird it's like you've lived in New York for nearly four years and this is just your first time going there um but it was fun getting to see that and like Fort Green Park um just getting to still do new things while being safe and um I don't know just like doing our best to make it through those times and while I was in New York, I got tested every two weeks at school, which did make me feel a lot safer. And I've always been negative and negative. And like I said earlier, I'm very thankful that I've never had COVID. No one in my family has ever had it. Um, and let me see, what else did I write down? Oh, another thing that I'm really grateful for um, that I got to experience this year is when the leaves are super bright colors in Central Park and they change colors. I'm so thankful that I got to experience that because it's my favorite time in New York and it's just like the little things like that that make this whole crazy year feel a little bit more normal. So just, you know, appreciative of those moments. Um, and then when it got into November, I had to move out of my apartment the week before Thanksgiving and because um, we were only allowed to stay there for that long. And also, it was getting really bad. Like, a lot of people in my building were starting to get COVID and I was like, yeah, I just want to get the heck out of here. Like, I've made it this whole year without getting this thing. I don't want to just risk getting it by living here for another week. Um... And then I finished my internship, which I worked with the company for eight months, and that is the longest I have ever interned with a company before, and it was such a great experience, um, and I'm just so thankful that I was still able to have some work experience during this year, because I know a lot of people, unfortunately, lost jobs or lost their internship um, that they had lined up due to COVID, so again, like, super thankful and grateful to have that and yeah then we got to have Thanksgiving and Christmas together as a family and still have some of our normal traditions but you know we weren't able to do everything that we typically would get to do um, but it, it's still nice to just get to be home for the holidays with your family and I was very thankful that we all got to do that and I would say you know like so many people this year I have definitely experienced the worst anxiety and depression that I ever have before. Um, but I'm very thankful that now, at the end of the year, I have been doing so much better. Um, I also think in the year 2020, I have done the most self-reflection I've ever done before. And sometimes it's good um, because it's allowed me to realize why I am the way I am certain aspects of my life but sometimes it's like okay we don't need to analyze like every little component of our life and re-bring up and rehash just things that I did years and years and years ago um some things are fine to be left in the past we don't need to like sit and think about them for hours but you know I feel like a lot of events occurred in 2020 but at the same time I feel like nothing occurred at all like I can recall all of those months 
what I did on this day, what I did for all these different things, um, which I guess is good because I think for a lot of us, it allowed us to slow down and really process and think, you know, how are we handling this? What What's going on um, in our lives, in our family and friends' lives? And I think it was a good refresher for a lot of us in a really weird, twisted way. And so that's why I feel a lot more hopeful and optimistic um, in this last month and going into 2021. So with all that said, I know that was a ton and I'm really sorry if I like that was just all over the place, me talking about everything from this year. But let's get into something a little bit more exciting and talk about some of my goals for 2021. Also, I just want to say, like, honestly, regardless of what happens, like, we could have another pandemic start all over again. I still think 2021 will be a big year for me, for all of us. Um, I mean, for me, number one, I am graduating college this year, which I'm very excited about. And I will also likely be getting a job where I'm probably going to have to move to another city. So, you know, regardless of what's still going on, what's happening in the world, I'm hopeful that big, exciting things are underway. Um, And, you know, like, there's no guarantee with everything and, you know, what the state of the world will be like come January 1st and, you know, then on. But I think now that, you know, there's multiple vaccines and a lot of people are just taking more precaution, hopefully, it makes me feel more optimistic. And I'm hoping that for all of us, 2021 allows for so many new opportunities and we'll hopefully all be on the other side of this pandemic sometime soon. Um, But now for my goals. So these are all kind of over the place. I have a lot more, but I just wrote down a few to share with you guys. So number one, I want to read more this year. Specifically, I want to read three books. Um, I know that's probably hilarious to other people who read way more, but I do have a lot going on and between like school and work and interning and all of that stuff and the podcast, I don't have a ton of time on my hands, but I still do enjoy reading in my downtime and it's so important to read. So it's one thing that I want to say, all right, I at least want to get three books done this year. Another thing on my list is I want to learn more of the Adobe suite. So I I use a lot of like Photoshop and Illustrator for my classes and for work that I do, but I want to learn more and just continue to push myself creatively creatively um and yeah just enhance my skills with digital art and things that I can do online another goal that I have is to get some more rest so I want to try and be in bed by like 9 45 10 p.m at night every night if I can um that might seem really early or that might seem super late to some of you guys but um I just I think it's just so evident that when you prioritize your sleep schedule, when you get a solid seven and a half to eight hours of sleep at night, you're just so much better off the next day. Um, So it's something that I really want to try and get better at because at that point in the night, like I'm just scrolling on TikTok, scrolling on Instagram. I'm not really doing anything beneficial. So I might as well get to bed and just be more refreshed um, and use my time wiser. Another thing I want to do, hopefully, that I haven't been able to do this year is I want to volunteer more and I want to give back to more charities. So in high school, I volunteered quite a bit. I did a lot of community service and I just remember how much I enjoyed that and really pouring back into my community. And I'm not sure, you know, if I would be volunteering where I'm living right now at home or somewhere new wherever I move after I graduate. Um, But regardless, I really am passionate about volunteering and giving back to different communities and helping others. And it's something that I would love to continue to do in this coming year. Um, 
another goal that I have is that I really want to reconnect with my faith. So I've talked on a previous episode about, you know, growing up Christian and all that kind of stuff. And my faith is still a really big part of my life, but I do think this year it's been rocked quite a bit. Um, I haven't been just, I don't know, as invested as I've been before. And I do think that, you know, when um, I have a better relationship with God, it just, I don't know, it seems like the rest of my life irons it out irons itself out a lot more than, you know, living my own life and doing things my own way. Um, So it's something I definitely want to focus on a lot more, whether that be like reading the Bible more, having more devotions, um, you know, just listening to more church-related podcasts, stuff like that. Just having more encouragement during the week is definitely what I need. Um, Another Uh, goal that I have, which I'm really excited about this one, is that I want to make more digital content that is really fun and stuff that I'm happy with and I don't care what anyone else thinks. Um, So I think for a lot of people, um, if you're creative or if you enjoy doing different things on social media, you felt at different points where you just are afraid to put something out because you don't know what other people are going to think about it. You don't know how others will react. And I have definitely held back. I've definitely like, um, you know, thought in my head like, oh, I have all these great ideas and I really want to do this. And then something just psychs me out and I end up not doing it. And so I want to try and be more creative and um, share my passions, share the things that I love doing online more whether that be on instagram tiktok whatever um it's something that i want to try and focus on this year another thing uh that i want to do creatively is illustrate more and by that i mean like traditional illustration so you know i went to school i have a degree in illustration and it's something that i love to do um you know do portraits of my friends or just like you know random illustrations for myself things that make me happy and this year I have not been able to do it a lot or I just haven't devoted the time to it and it's something that I want to focus on in this upcoming year because it is something I do love and it's a gift and a talent that I have and I'm grateful for and I don't think it should just like go to waste so I want to um, illustrate more. And then another goal that I have is for the podcast. I want to have more guests on the pod. Um, You know, you guys are probably sick and tired of hearing my voice after what, like almost 30 episodes. Um, I want to shake it up. I want to get some more guests on. And it's something that I've been a little hesitant about because, you know, it would be different if I could have people in person. But I know there's ways like you can do um, you know, socially distanced recordings, like do it over Zoom or whatever. And it's something that I would like to try and do, um, just to shake things up on the podcast. So you guys can hold me to it. If it's March and there hasn't been a new guest, um, you can send me a DM and be like, hey, uh, what happened to this goal? Um, and then my other one is, I want to be more consistent with working out. I know this is just like such a stereotypical like I want to work out more or I want to like go to the gym this many times a week. Um, I know that's very typical for New Year's resolutions but this year I have definitely developed a better workout routine or just found different things that I enjoy doing um, for exercise and it's something that I want to get more consistent with. Um, I've been like pretty decent at like having somewhat of a schedule, but with, you know, when school starts up again and I'm going to be interning as well, I want to have a routine that I follow because I love, I really do enjoy working out. Like I like how it makes me feel um, physically, mentally, emotionally, like all the above. And 
I know that it's, I don't know, it's something that I want to prioritize this upcoming year. Um, and then another goal is I, I don't really know how to describe this one. Um, I feel like I'm not, I don't know, I'm definitely a saver when it comes to my money, but I'm not like super finicky with my money. Like I don't look at my account all the time and, you know, crunch numbers and do all those types of things only because like I really haven't had to do that. It's not like I'm um, paying for utilities and rent and stuff like that right now. But I know after I graduate, it's something that I'm going to have to plan out a lot more. So I just want to feel better about my finances and have that whole thing under control um, and not, I don't, I don't want it to just be this thing that's like, I dread doing it. I dread worrying about it. I want it to be something that I focus on and that I have under control, if that makes sense. Um, and then my last one, this is a little bit bold, but I figure why not? Um, I want to get 400 followers on the Daydream and Listen Instagram. Now, I'm not even at 50 as of recording this today, so this is a pretty lofty goal. However, I am just optimistic about the future, optimistic about upcoming episodes and whatnot, and I like I said earlier, like, I enjoy doing this podcast so much, and I don't want this to sound like I'm in it for the followers, but I would like to see the podcast expand and grow as I continue to do it this year. So, if you or your friends are not following, definitely contribute to making my goal happen um, and giving the Instagram a follow. So, I do just want to give a quick tip because I mentioned earlier how I know a lot of people um, kind of struggle with keeping up with their goals for New Year's resolutions. Um, But one thing I'm going to be doing or I have already done is I made a Google Sheets. You can do this on Excel, whatever you prefer. Um, I made this document and it breaks down month by month for this upcoming year And within each month, I write out um, different things that I want to accomplish within that month that will help me achieve my goals for the year. So for example, with my reading goal, I have benchmarks throughout the year that I want to have a book done by this point. And I am also specific with that book. I have listed out like five books that I've wanted to read I have on like um I don't know like a future reading list and I chose five of those so that when the time comes I'm like okay here's a book option I want to have this book done by this set date and I hold myself to that um and I think by making it a little bit more specific and also making it a little bit more approachable like by this date, by this month, I want to have these things done. Um, It just, it makes it, I don't know, easier to follow. Whereas like if you just said, I have these 12 goals that I want to have completed by the end of the year, it leaves a lot more room for you to fall off the bandwagon and lose control of your goals. So I think if you can like plan it out month by month or break it down like, okay, these are three things that I want to have done by this quarter or by this week. Um, Like for me, I have some little tiny goals that while I'm home on winter break, I'm like, I might as well just get this done, do this thing that I've been wanting to do. And so I say on my little document, like do this within the first week of the month. And I have also reminders set on my phone that will remind me like, hey, check in with your goals. Hey, check in with the document so that I follow up and I don't just like neglect the document too, if that'll, you know, make sense to you guys. But that is kind of how I'm going about things and I'm hoping it works. Um, I've seen a lot of people say like, if you just break down your goals um, so that it's not just, okay, here's all that I need to get done this year. If you go item by item, 
I feel like it's setting you up for more success. And, you know, there's other things you can do. Like, I know people who make vision boards and, um, you know, I don't know, just have task apps and things like that. Do whatever you think works for you. But I did just want to share, like, that is um, the strategy I'm going to be taking with trying to complete my goals for this upcoming year. So, yeah, that is that is how I'm going into this year. I'm really excited about it. I know everyone is hoping for this new year to be kind of just like a breath of fresh air. And I know that whenever the clock strikes midnight and it's January 1st, it's not like the spell will be broken, like everything will go back to normal. It's going to take time for us to, you know, fully get back to... I don't know, some aspects that we were living life in 2019 um, and kind of just like readjusting the way that we live, it's going to take some time. But I am, I don't know, excited about the fresh start and looking forward to all the potential opportunities that the new year has. So I'm wishing you guys all the best. And if you need some encouragement with your goals, I would love to help out. I love to help keep you guys accountable um, so that we can all cheer each other on and be successful in this new year. So before I close out, I do just want to remind you guys to give the podcast Instagram a follow. It is at daydream and listen, just how the podcast is spelled out. And if you guys are listening on Spotify, you can follow this podcast on Spotify. It makes it super easy. You will get notified every time a new episode comes out so that you never miss them. And just, you know, stay up to date on all things daydream and listen. And then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, definitely encourage you guys you can subscribe on there um, but also you can leave a rating and a review which both of those really help me out with you know what you like about the episodes what you don't like things that you want to hear from um, if you have any suggestions I would love to hear them so yeah if you haven't done any of those definitely do so but I love you guys and I hope you have a wonderful last week of 2020 and as always thanks for listening bye